Are you tired of having a side hustle or are you ready to take the leap of faith to turn your side hustle into a full-time business? Listen to this episode today to hear the factors that you need to consider when making that decision or transition from side business to your business. bosses. Are you working even after putting the kids to bed, but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures. And I'm your co-host Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels Sit back and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the Miss in Biz. Let's get biz done. Today we're going to be talking about math. Math has never been my favorite subject, but as a business owner and as an attorney, I have to do math all the time. So we all have different stories. Some of us, if you've listened to my story in episode one, you know that I was thrown into my business and did not have any planning in place um, when I started. But if you've heard Rachel's story in episode two, she started her business as a side hustle and it has grown from there. So everyone has a different story and whichever path you're taking with your business, this episode today will apply to you. Um, this is gonna be a nuts and bolts on how to calculate how much you need to bring in to make ends meet and you know, how much you need to be bringing in in order to take that leap of faith and either start your business or start it full time. So first big disclaimer, I am not an accountant and I, um, I am giving some hypothetical numbers today to help us in our hypothetical calculations, but any and everything that I say today um, should be reviewed by an accountant before you rely on it. Um, just wanted to, to put that out there because this is to help us make a plan for a business model. They're hypothetical numbers. They may or may not be right. Most of it's based on my Google search. So, um, so don't rely on these figures at all. Talk to an accountant. But here's uh, also the tax stuff that I'll be talking about is based on an, an S corporation. That's what my business is. That's what I think a lot of people are when they first start out as an S corporation. So um, that's the hypothetical that I'm using. So if you are currently a salaried employee, I looked up on uh, Google, what is the median salary in the United States? And it said it was $69,000. So for purposes of our calculations today, we'll round that up to 70,000. Just assuming that that's your salary for purposes of this demonstration. So if you are earning $70,000 a year salary, you divide that by 12 months, which equals $5,833 a month, we'll round it up to $6,000 a month. 
So um, as a $6,000 a month earner, you aren't actually bringing that money home because of course you have to pay taxes and Medicare and Social Security that come out of that. So at $70,000, you're in the 22% bracket according to my Google search. Again, not an accountant. Um, and Medicare and Medicaid, according to Google, take 7.65% of your earnings um, as well. So that's a total um, payout of 0.2965% of your salary that goes to the federal government. So doing the math on that $6,000 you bring in as a salaried earner times 0.2965 means you are um, paying $1,779 in taxes, Medicare, and Social Security, and which then means you would be bringing home $4,221 per month as a salaried earner. So let me take a breath because that's a lot of math. Um, I'm gonna round that number to 4,000 and summarize quickly is that as a $70,000 a year earner, you bring in $6,000 a month rounded out, and but you're actually bringing home after deductions about $4,000 a month. Okay, hopefully we're all on the same page. So now you know what you are living on, about $4,000 a month, so that you can take that number to try to do the math to figure out as your own business, how much do you need to bring in to be able to make ends meet and pay your bills. So we're gonna do a couple of examples. As a business owner, your wages aren't taxed the same way. Um, when you're a salary employee, the full $70,000 that you earn is taxed. But as a business owner, you get to uh, subtract those expenses of the business first. And also, if you have other deductions, uh, personal deductions such as home office or mortgage um, interest rates you pay, uh, student loan interest, other things like that that can be reduced from your um, the business income as an S corporation, then the net of that is what gets taxed. So for our hypothetical example, again, not an accountant, we'll take the $6,000 and we'll assume that you have $2,000 a month in expenses for the business and then $1,000 a month in deductions, personal type deductions, um, which would yield $3,000 a month of taxable income. So if you have $3,000 a month of taxable income, you're now, according to Google search, um, gonna be in a lower tax bracket, which is taxed at 12%. So you're in the 12% tax bracket, plus you still have Medicare and Medicaid, so it would be 0.1965 is what you would multiply by the 3,000 to figure out what your tax implications would be. So using this hypothetical still, $589.50 would be what your taxes would be on a $6,000 um, gross revenue minus $2,000 of expenses minus $1,000 of deductions and um, minus $589.50 of taxes, your net take home would be 
$410.50. Okay, so let's now compare that. And if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, um, you might want to check out the video because Rachel has been very kind to write out these figures for me on a whiteboard as I am describing them because it's probably hard to follow along and visualize these numbers just on the audio version. So um, now we can compare. Uh, if you bring in $6,000 a month with your business, you have those $2,000 of expenses, $1,000 in deductions minus taxes, you're netting $3,400 a month. We can compare that to what you were netting as a salaried earner, which was $4,221. So there's about an $800 difference there. You're bringing in, a, you're netting about $800 less if you bring in that same $6,000 as a business owner that you once brought in as a, a salary. So that's probably not enough, right? About 800, most people, if you're bringing in $800 less a month, it's probably going to um, not allow you to pay your bills um, the way that you're accustomed to. So we've got to try to work some, you know, rework some things to see if we can make these numbers work. So we'll do now a third example, and you can, um, you could probably erase the $2,000 expense um, example. You don't want to be whack. We will cut you some slack. We got you. You just want to make a big stack. All in. Listen to our biz hack. Google reviews are a great way to build trust with potential customers and improve your digital visibility. But did you know that receiving too many in a short period of time can be a bad thing? Receiving an excessive number of reviews in a short time frame might trigger a review flag and result in removal of your reviews. It is recommended that you receive no more than seven reviews per day. And we're going to now do a second example assuming your expenses are $1,000 a month. So at $1,000 a month, the math looks like this. So you still have your $6,000 you're bringing in, but instead of $2,000 in expenses, we're gonna try to find a way to reduce those expenses to $1,000 a month. Then we're gonna still assume you have $1,000 of deductions for a $4,000 a month taxable income. So if you got $4,000 taxable income, we're back now in the 22% bracket, according to my Google search, which is going to equal $1,180 in taxes that you will owe. So if you take the $5,000 that you've brought in after your $1,000 worth of expenses, and you subtract your taxes that you pay out, that equals $3,820 net. So now we've closed the gap a little bit. Instead of the 4,200 net, now you're at 3,800 net. We've got about a $400 difference. So 
maybe that's workable. It's pretty close. Maybe it's not. If it's not, we gotta. You, you have to keep working these numbers until you can make them make them work for you. Um, maybe six thousand dollars a month is not enough. Maybe you need to bring in sixty five hundred or seven thousand dollars a month to make these numbers work. But at least now you kind of have a calculation that you can perform to figure out exactly how much do I need to bring in each month to net the same amount or more as what I'm accustomed to bringing in as a salary so that I can still pay the bills. Okay, so now let's um, talk about a, an example of a profession and figure out how do we bring in that $6,000 a month? How many clients do we need to do that? So um, I took just a hypothetical profession of a photographer. Um, if I'm a photographer, I have to first figure out how much do I earn on average per job. And I, I used $500 per job. Um, I use that because it allows for easy math, but also that kind of seemed like a reasonable amount that a photographer would earn. Perhaps if they're doing um, certain types of jobs, it would be higher or lower, but you just wanna look at what the average is gonna be per job. So if you are bringing in $500 per job on average as a photographer, um, then you would need 12 jobs a month to bring in your $6,000 gross revenue. Now, if you are someone who has jumped in headfirst to starting a business, then that's what you're gonna need to bring in to, to make that math work that we talked about before. Um, but if you're someone who's starting as a photographer on the side, then you won't be necessarily doing 12 months, 12 jobs a month, especially in the beginning. So when is it the right time to transition from part-time to full-time? And my recommendation is if you can get to the place where you are doing half of the amount of jobs per month that you would need to, so for in, using the photographer example, six jobs a month, if you're doing six jobs a month at $500 on average a job, that's $3,000 a month gross, that's about half of where you need to be. If, you're, if you can do that part-time on the side, then it's reasonable to assume that once you are no longer obligated to your full-time 40 hour a week day job, that you could pretty easily make up the difference to go from six jobs a month to 12 jobs a month, and perhaps even more. So um, that's my recommendation. Once you get to that place where you're about halfway there, if you, take the leap of faith and go full-time it would it would be a pretty safe assumption that you could um, make up the difference and get to that six thousand dollar a month gross amount now a couple of other factors to consider in this math I use the one thousand dollar a month deductions mostly because it allows for easy math um, that may or may not be right you can look back at your past tax returns to kind of see what kind of deductions you had in the past um, and then divide that by 12 months to give you an idea of what your actual deductions would be. 
or you can talk with an accountant about what deductions would apply to you and try to get a more accurate idea of what your monthly deductions would be to do this math. Also, I use the $500 a month for the photographer example. When it comes to pricing your services, you want to you want to take a look at a couple of things. You first want to make sure that your pricing is um, going to be high enough to allow you to profit. Um, many experts say that you want to have a 50% profit margin on your services. Um, so you got to look at how many hours am I going to be spending uh, on this job? You know, how far am I going to have to travel? Uh, how much are my expenses going to be? And how much editing time is this going to require of me? So take into account how much work is included in the job when you're deciding your fee so to make sure that you're not going to be operating at a loss. You certainly don't want to be putting in dozens of hours to make $500. That would, that would, that would be a loss. Um, the second factor to consider is what is the industry standard rate? Um, in my business, if I'm charging significantly higher than what other law firms are charging, it's going to be tough for me to bring in that business. You want to kind of be in the range of what other people are, are, um, are paying. Um, of course, if you have created a reputation for yourself and you have more work coming in the door than, than you can accept, then you can you can have higher rates than what the industry standard is because there's a demand for your service. But if you're just starting out, um, like like this podcast is is discussing is 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 looking at mostly people who are starting out, then you want to make sure that your rates are going to be in that industry standard. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Bolts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. BoltsLegal.com. So if you are working too many hours, then you need to maybe figure out some ways that you can reduce those hours, maybe get some other software, maybe get an independent contractor who can help you, um, you know, just other things you can look at to try to reduce the amount of hours you're spending to be profitable within the industry standard price range. So, you know, hopefully you found this helpful. I know it is a lot of math, and um, but I think these are, are good calculations for you to run when you're starting out um, or when you're considering taking that leap of faith to go full time um, because maybe it can give you some peace of mind or at least a roadmap that, of, of where you wanna get to so that you can, um, can, can keep progressing in your business. Also, one last thing, when it comes to your expenses, we did a couple examples, one with $2,000, one with $1,000. As using the photographer example, if you're just starting out and you don't have all your equipment, 
then neither of those examples are probably going to be enough for your expenses. So while you're doing photography as a side gig, um, during that time, you probably want to be putting most, if not all, of your revenues into acquiring that equipment. And a lot of businesses have that front-loaded expenses where you, you need to buy equipment and software and websites and, and all these things. So, um, you know, in the beginning, a lot of your money, most of your money should be going to just acquiring those things you need. But then once you have all the gear, for example, in photography, then once you get past that, then $1,000 a month for expenses is probably doable because your, your ongoing expenses are gonna be things like you know, mileage and probably some editing software, maybe some software for uploading your, your galleries and you know, networking and marketing expenses. Um, and then you can always increase those expenses naturally as your business grows. So hope you found this helpful. We'd love to hear from you um, on your thoughts and, uh, and your experiences and, and how the math has worked out for you. Um, and until next time, we put the miss in biz. Let's get biz done. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done. Thank you.